Hi there, I'm Amy Leiter, your host of Everyday Illumination Podcast. Today we're talking about the Akashic Records, Soul Contracts, and so much more. Michaela Ray, a beautiful healer and Akashic Record reader. So join us for this super fun conversation. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. Kayla Ray here, who I met through TikTok, and I am just super excited to know this woman. I actually met her and did my own healing session with her through one of her videos on TikTok. And um, I'm just super grateful also to have become friends with her through her invitation. And we've just sort of developed from there. Uh, She is um, coincidentally, episode five, we now through however many things have happened, we're on episode six. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Akashic Records. So um, I'm also excited just to discuss this because we are actually hosting a retreat in September, um, September 7th through the 11th where you will get the opportunity to train with this beautiful woman. So um, I'm just going to kind of toss it over to Michaela. Welcome. How are you doing? Let's let's dive in. Thank you so much for having me on another episode. I love these intros because it's so fun for me to reminisce on how we got connected and how much our friendship has grown in such a short period of time. That was really fun to hear. That's so awesome. I'm so excited about everything. I mean, I think that life is getting a little more like this as the fifth dimension and even like seventh dimension, right? We're going to talk about is a little more accessible and just getting to be in a creation space with you has been super fun. So, um, so yeah, let's just, let's just sort of dive in because I know that there's a lot of people that may have heard of the Akashic Records or may have some idea of what it entails, um, but it is a part of your offering. So so why don't you tell us a little more about it and what's possible when you use the records? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're unfamiliar with the Akashic Records at all, what it is, is it's a modality of healing. And the Akashic Records themselves have the record of your soul since it was crystallized into reality. So every single lifetime that you've ever lived in a human body is in the records. Whenever I access the records, I'm in your soul's memory. And I'm speaking to your masters, teachers, and loved ones, asking any questions that are coming up for you, any pain points, any healing, um, anything that you are questioning in your life right now, like major life decisions, we can find the answers for all of those things. So also, this is a big thing to just throw out there nonchalantly, but time, as we know, isn't just linear, it's cyclical. So all different timelines, past, present, and future are all happening right now. So the master's teachers and loved ones can give you answers from past lives, past in this lifetime, present situations that you're in right now, as well as future outcomes. So um, a lot of people ask about the future, no, wanting to know if they can get answers about things that are going to happen to them. And the answer is absolutely yes. At the same time, we are human beings. We have free will. That is one of the greatest gifts that we were ever given. So the records will give you answers for the future based on the timeline that you're on right now and your highest timeline available. So if you ask a question about the future and that doesn't happen exactly the way they said it's because you have free will and you didn't follow the path the way that it was laid out at the time of asking that question so that's something I just like to preface because people are always asking oh is this my soulmate oh should I marry him should I take this job and it's like we'll get answers at the same time you are a human being with free will so I always like to preface that absolutely well it's like in the movies when people time travel and they say like you know the decisions that you make and whatever the butterfly effect is a perfect example so the exactly. decisions you make will impact because millions of timelines are laid out based on small, tiny decisions. So if you make yes. a big decision, it can make a massive shift. Um, and I've even, I think, experienced it in a way where how I would explain it is you will also receive the answers that that are most for your highest good or most beneficial at that moment. So there's sometimes 
we'll ask questions and we won't get an answer, won't get a lot of information because it may not be for our highest good to know that much or that far or about certain things. And the way that I think about it is when we ask about relationships, I think you probably get that a lot. Um, when yeah. we ask about relationships, if you were told that this wasn't your soulmate, but it's a karmic connection that you're meant to have so you could heal something or shift something or clear a soul imprint, then likely they're they're not going to be like, no, this isn't your soulmate. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you avoid it entirely, right? Exactly. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Masters, teachers, and loved ones in the records are always going to tell you everything that is in your highest alignment to know and understand. If it's something that's not going to put you in a better position than you already are, they're just not going to share that information with you or they're going to redirect you in a way that is going to be highly beneficial for you, which is like the most um peaceful thing to know like it provides me and clients with a lot of peace knowing that no harm is going to come from you from the records it's too high of a dimension of light for any harm to come it's all understanding it's all healing it's all awareness and it's all just wrapped in this beautiful golden light oh, i love that and every and every time i connect with you like how you describe the records how you just did that's how i experience your energy Mm, thank you for saying that. That You're makes so me welcome. so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I know everyone's not going to be able to see you. Please go to her Instagram and TikTok. But she has this like beautiful, like golden, almost like red hair. And it's like, literally, like, that's the connection that I always think about is like, you know, you just have this light and you like move through the spaces that you're in that way. Like, that's my experience of you. Um, and and I love that you're able to access this beautiful modality because I feel like you bring it into earth, like in how you live life. Like it's in your gene keys, it's in your human design um, to show up in a way where you kind of bring that like awe and childlike joy and like happiness into the world. And so it's so cool that you get to share this modality, which is, you know, all, all light, you know, it's a beautiful <laughs> experience. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm just like hugging myself in your energy right now. And that is such a great way to explain it because what you're explaining the way you see me is exactly how I see souls when we're in the Akashic records, because I'm seeing the divinity of your soul. It's not always the easiest and most beautiful thing to see, especially whenever we're going into past lives, because a lot of times the past lives that we're looking at are very traumatic, which is why they're being brought up so that we can heal in this lifetime. But every single time I access the records for anybody's soul, you only see that soul in its purest divine light. And it is just the most magical, beautiful, like if I can imagine what heaven looks like, it's the souls and the way that they show up in the pillar of light here. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And I just get so excited every time I get to read records for somebody. Beautiful. And that mm -hmm. is why I'm so excited to be able, whoever the nine souls are that are coming to this experience in September, I'm so excited to be able to, to offer this as a modality that people can gain experience with and really use it for their own healing or to help others heal as you yes. do. So I think it might be important as we explore this to talk about a little bit, you know, I know we could go on forever about soul contracts, but I know that yeah. that can be a hot topic for mm -hmm. definitely healing practitioners and everybody's thoughts around it. But from your perspective and your work with the records, how do you explain soul contracts? Soul contracts, in my opinion, are just something in a past life that didn't come to completion. There was an agreement that two souls made in a past life that did not come to completion. Therefore, you're going to show up in a different way in this lifetime to ideally find that same person and complete whatever that contract was. Um, so, for example, uh, the mother-daughter relationship comes up quite a bit where uh, in this lifetime, your mom might have been your child in a past life. But whatever contract you guys made, you both somebody passed away before that contract was complete. Therefore, this time we're going to try it in the reverse order, right? You're going to be the child. They're going to be the parent or vice versa, whatever that looks like in your situation to try to recreate that situation in this lifetime.
time in a way that you can actually complete that soul growth. Our souls are constantly evolving. We're, we're mastering different things like patience and love and oneness and gratitude and generosity. And these are very small words with massive imprint on our souls, right? Every soul is trying to get back to oneness, trying to get back to a place where there is no separation between you and I, between you and me and the trees and the rocks and the skies and the other dimensions and the other planets. So all of these soul contracts are ideally teaching us, teaching our soul to imprint with this different, whatever that contract is, so that we can be one step closer to that ultimate oneness. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and so like a lot of times, this has been up on my lives on TikTok a lot, like just asking different questions, like in healing our bodies and different things. Um, so a lot of times I talk about, you know, we have our auric field, you have your four energetic bodies. And many times, you know, things will start to show up in the body. And yeah. you will have the experience of pain or disease or dyshyphenies, right? Dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's also bringing us to some of these imprints or some of these things that need to be cleared, especially if we need to feel a certain emotion and maybe our emotions have been suppressed. And mm -hmm. I, from working with you, like both of us work with that type of energy and the idea that like, you know, our mind and our emotions and, and all of our energy field sort of creates our reality. And so kind of what I'm getting at is if you have a soul imprint or you have something that wasn't cleared in a previous life or parallel life, then a lot of times it's designed to show up in this life, you know, so it can be cleared. So it can sort of come into your consciousness. Would you say yep. that that makes sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. About absolutely. Mm -hmm. And physical pain like that in the body is, uh, it's easily recognizable uh, for the most part, but it's, we don't like to be in pain. So if those things have been coming up, the messages have been coming up in our life and we haven't been seeing them, they will eventually lead to like physical pain because we don't like that. Therefore, it creates enough discomfort for, for us to hopefully finally acknowledge like, mm, okay, something's going on here, something I need to pay attention to. And if, if it is those highly repressed emotions, they're going to get louder and louder and louder until we finally face them. We see what they are. We acknowledge what they are. We actually like go into what it's trying to show us so that we can heal it. And then magically the pain, you know, dissipates, disappears, whatever, however that looks like for you. But it will get louder until we listen to it because we hate discomfort. A lot of times it has to get very uncomfortable before we're like, okay, what's going on here? You know, this medicine isn't working. These pills aren't working. Surgeries aren't working. There's got to be something more to it. And unfortunately, the holistic route is usually the last route that people have. They're like, I've tried everything and it just doesn't work. I am desperate to find answers. So I'm just going to try this. And then it's like, oh, why did we have to go this long until we find this route? And yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think that you know, even though I hear a lot of times from people, I think that are in a certain phase of ascension or awakening, where they're like, my human never would have chosen this because trauma is also pain, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times what I say is that, you know, it's kind of like our higher self for no better, like, metaphor is sort of like the project manager of what we're here to do in this life. And so our higher self is like, I'm going to keep creating more and more things to, to help us get to this point where it's been cleared, it's in your consciousness. And so it's not like when, when the soul contract is made, we're not in a human body, like signing an actual contract, you know, we're, we're in a much different experience. And one question that I think I, I get a lot that would be great um, to hear your perspective on is I think a lot of times people um, are like, you know, I would never choose this. So this doesn't make sense to me because this is so horrific or painful. I think a yeah. lot of times when we make the soul contract, it's not like down to the date, down to the minute, what the exact experience is. It's just more so of the frequency or emotion 
you know, which is a frequency that needs to be felt that will clear it. So it's not like we're agreeing to every little detail of it per se. So how, how do you explain that or work with that? Yeah, I mean, what you just said, I mean, um, I tend to talk about relationships a lot and what our souls have agreed to do in each lifetime, you know, and how I find that one of the most triggering things that I say, and I say it often, I'm here to trigger people into healing, right? Not on purpose, not to benefit me, but like, that's just a part of what my soul is here to do. But one of the most triggering things that I say is that we chose every relationship in our life. We chose our parents. We chose our siblings. We chose our our partners. We chose all of that. And I oftentimes get people responding like, there's absolutely no way I chose these parents. I would never do that. And I understand that it hurts. I understand that you have had a very difficult childhood likely Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel fair I also understand that once you're triggered now you're looking at it now those little seeds were planted and now now even if you don't look at it for a long time those seeds are planted and it's just in the back of your head like "Mm, she said that like my soul chose these parents even though like I would never choose that you agreed to these things there is massive healing that can come from that and um the harder it is the 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 probably the more traumatic your past life was right but if we can go into that past life and we can understand what that relationship was and why you did choose those relationships in this lifetime a lot of the times that's the only healing that needs to be done it needs to be brought into the awareness understood and accepted and then we can move on we can move past that yeah. If there's more to it, if something needs to be done, if there's a conversation that needs to be had, if there's a cord that needs to be cut, if there's a, an actual like rebirth that you need to go through, the records will give you those answers if you're ready for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that actually answered your question that you just asked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing is, is a lot of times what I'm trying to address is something that I've even had different creators or different people that are in different modalities, like say how they feel about contracts. And I know that I have a sense of knowing and feeling. And a lot of times I am a channel more than I'm psychic. So I'm channeling source or divine energy more than I'm like performing as, as um, like, I'm not clairvoyant. I, I don't use my my energy is not here to like tell people their future or like if mm-hmm. they should date somebody or not. And I get that a lot yeah. when they come into my life, but it's like, I feel so firmly exactly what you're saying. And we didn't talk about this before. And I don't know that we've ever totally, you know, discussed completely our thoughts on this, but it's just like, I feel like karma is, is this, it's the balancing. Yeah. It's not like, mm-hmm this beast that's coming after you if you do bad things like right like it's worked up so everything is happening to bring us back to balance and that's where I feel like the idea of original sin the idea of karma the idea of all of this has just been I think skewed a bit so that there's been fear injected into that process and yeah like sometimes you will go into a past life and find out traumatic things one of the only visions I've ever had was a little bit like that um of a past life and I think the the biggest thing is is everything's happening for you to return to balance to return to unity to return to source exactly how you know you were describing I am so happy that you're bringing that up because I could not agree more. I think that things like soul contracts, soul or sorry, cords and karma and all of that stuff has been so misconstrued into having such a negative connotation attached to it. Karma is neither good nor bad. Contracts are neither good nor bad. What is good or bad? Mm -hmm. And that's how we know that we're, we're getting, that's kind of how we know that we're getting to that that um, portion, I think, of awakening or ascension where we're able to witness from a much more neutral place. Right, you know, we're, right. We're able to, to witness like, oh, okay, so this this is who my parents are. This is what I'm learning. This is what's happening. And then 
we get, once we start to be able to access that bird's eye view, it's sort of like so much more is possible. And that's where, when I say, you know, I know some people will be like, what are you talking about? Healing doesn't have to be hard. Once, Mm -hmm. once you reach that point of being able to witness and stay in the present moment, so much more is possible for you. And it can start to feel like curiosity and eventually does get to a point of play where you're just like, all right, what twisty thing is about to be revealed to me? And it's like exciting and fun. And I think that's where we geek out a little bit when things happen in our lives. But I also honor and realize that in the part where we're still in crisis and we're originally awakening or coming out of a dark night of the soul, it may feel hard. So I honor both. But that's why I always kind of like to talk about karma and I like to talk about how we view things because I also feel like it has been skewed in a way to keep us from healing you know or it has convinced us that healing is so hard and it takes so long that some people don't want to engage in it right and everything you have to understand that everything is in your benefit everything is happening for you I understand that there are very difficult and hard lessons in this life and and traumatic things happen and it's extremely unfortunate and I don't wish that for anybody but it's all happening for you right I've had my period of life that that was utterly traumatic it was horrible it was all in my benefit without that I wouldn't be where I am and I know that that's such a simple statement to make but I wouldn't have chose to be here on my own. I would have followed society standards and I would have been like a teacher right now or something. And I love teachers. They're amazing, but that's not what I want to do with my life. That doesn't fulfill me. Um, well, at, also, least, at least a teacher in the way I think you're thinking about it, but I think you're definitely <laughs> stepping into the realm. Of, yes. You now it may be a little more way showing um, or bridging, mm-hmm. like as far as I don't yeah. know where, where the Akashic record training falls you know, between those terms, but I think you're stepping into a space of like, cosmic, I'm a teacher in a much different teaching. sense, <laughs> yeah. in a much different sense, but I would have been like a kindergarten teacher had I not gone through all the things that I, that I went through. Um, also, if you're, if you're feeling attacked by things that are happening to you and you feel like karma is, has a negative connotation and stuff like that, I tend to encourage people to look at what part of them is feeling attacked because it's not their soul. It's not their heart. It's their mind. It's their ego deciding why would this happen to me? Like, I don't deserve this. And I understand that. I really, really do. But you are not being attacked. Your ego is being attacked and it flares up. And again, I understand that that can be a really hard message to receive for a lot of people. I say it with the most heartfelt good intention around it. Mm -hmm. But once we recognize what part of us is being attacked, again, we can step that much closer into healing. Absolutely. So is there anything that we haven't covered that commonly you hear or um, because I know that there's multiple ways we can use the records. I've done yes. sessions with you for pain in my body. I've done mm-hmm. sessions with you when um, I think this is something that we're meant to cover because I still don't know to this day, you actually helped me through text and this was before we were friends. <laughs> it's definitely like I literally was going through an awakening moment where literally like every bone in my body was burning. And I think I I texted you and maybe we had done one or two sessions at this point. And it was one of those things where I'm just like, I don't know who else to ask about this, you know, because the common response you're going to get is like, maybe you need to go to the hospital or me. And I'm like, this is on the spiritual level. And this is one of the reasons that I use muscle testing or sway testing for myself, because then I can start clearing things that the mind kind of throws up. Is it this? And a lot of times it's the more 3D like, oh, is it? you know, this health issue, that health issue. Um, And this definitely was not that that I'm speaking about. So how do you feel about um, energy of protection, like protecting your energy and spiritual hygiene and, and like some of what comes up, it sort of like goes, I think a little bit with this conversation about karma, because some people will say when you reach a certain level, there's nothing to be afraid of. Because everything mm-hmm. is happening for your highest good, right? Mm-hmm. And then other people, I think, would say, 
like absolutely you have to protect yourself you have to protect your energy as I use these crystals I do this and that and so it's sort of like there's two camps and sometimes it feels like phases of your healing journey or your spiritual journey where you may reach points where less is necessary I guess is what I would say so where do you net out on mm -hmm. this well, I'm absolutely a believer in protecting your energy because there is a lot of lower density, uh, we'll call them entities on this plane. And um, it's very easy to be susceptible to taking those things on. It's very easy to be susceptible to taking on spiritual attack. It's very easy to be susceptible to people sending very negative energy towards you. Mm. And in, in my mind, here, here's what I believe. I protect my energy every single day. We don't need anything to do so because our free will overrides everything. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if your free will puts this crystalline bubble around your aura to protect you, you're protected. Mm -hmm. The only way you can be attacked is if you, your free will is open to attack, right? So if you're having a really bad day and your energy is really low or you're really distraught or you're really working through some trauma, your energy is lower. Mm -hmm. If your if you're crystalline shell around your aura is not reinforced, it's very easy for, for things to come into you. Uh, crystals are a fantastic tool. They're not necessary. They're they're wonderful and they carry really great frequencies and vibrations. I love them. I have many, many, many crystals of my own, but they're not necessary. I'm still just as protected with or without them because my free will is not available to any kind of attack. Also, I have such a strong relationship with my angels that I know they are always protecting me. And if I'm in danger in any way, shape or form, they're going to nudge me in the right direction. I'm going to listen because we have such a close relationship. I know how they communicate to me. I know what they're telling me to do. And I we have such a trusting relationship because whenever they tell me or guide me in a certain direction, I'm going to follow every single time. They know better than my human brain knows. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to try to reason my way out of it. I think that protecting your energy also does something else that is incredibly vital for anybody who considers themselves empathetic. If you're an empathetic person and you're around somebody that's having a really hard day, you're going to pull that energy from them and make it your own. If you have this crystalline shell around your aura, you can be with that person as they like word vomit all the things that they're going on that that's going on in their life. You can be there for them. You can hold that space with them. And then whenever you leave, you're still in your energy. You didn't take theirs. Yep. You get to stay in yours while being there for them. But because you have this shell around your aura, if you woke up happy, you get to stay happy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is probably the most important thing for people to understand when it comes to protecting your energy, because we it's exhausting to take on everybody else's energy. Yes. That's a lot. There's a lot of people out there in the world. You don't Absolutely. want that. Absolutely. You don't want that. So can you give us an example of, you know, and you don't have to go into extreme detail, but can you give us an example of what it looks like for you to protect your energy? Yeah, it's like actually really simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me at this point in my life, like I've been protecting my energy for years now. But for me, it's I just close my eyes, I put my hand on my heart for a moment. And I just I do it with one inhale and one exhale. And I watch the energy from my feet go up through my physical body to the top of my head up to the top of my aura. And then as I exhale, it's like a little waterfall of light that goes all the way around my aura. And so for me, it's just an inhale and exhale. And I just come back to my body. I come back to this moment. I visually see this light go from my feet up through my body, up and around, and then waterfall around me. And then I know it's there. I know it's enforced. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's some really quick meditations. I actually have one up on my website. It's like $2 for a morning meditation that will protect your energy. It's like three or four minutes long. But once you do that consistently for a couple of weeks, then it's really just a thought. And like while you're brushing your teeth, you can like see the light come up and rain down over. 
or you can zip it up like a zipper. You can start at your feet with your hand actually physically by your feet and just like watch you zip up this bubble around you and boom, you're protected. Love it. I love that mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Is there anything else we haven't talked about about the records that you think is is important to know? You were just asking me a little bit of like what's capable of being found in the records. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a question I get all the time. It's also like a really big question. Mm-hmm. Because again, the records have the record of your soul since it was crystallized into reality. However many lifetimes you have lived, there are answers for. So you can go into past lives and you can understand like why relationships are showing up in your life the way they are. If you have any kind of handicap or disease, you can find out why that is occurring in this lifetime and if it's possible to heal or what the lesson is that is trying to show you. Uh, You and I have gone into the records to talk about business. We've built businesses in the seventh dimension so that they're working all the time, even though we as humans need to sleep and need to rest and need to go on vacation and need to go to retreats ourselves. The business is up there always working. Uh, We can, we can't, this is a question that keeps coming up because I've been talking about how you can find answers around relationships in your life right now, whether they're intimate, romantic, platonic, it doesn't matter. You can go in and you can find understanding around that. And so a lot of people have been asking if you can pull other people into the records while you're in session. And the answer is yes and no. When you are in the records, we can invite their soul to come into the pillar of light. And if they're willing, then we can find answers. If they're not willing, then their free will says no, they don't come in. We don't get answers for that. We can find all kinds of answers for you. But if they're unwilling to share, that is totally fine. We love and we respect that for them and perhaps at a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many possibilities in the records that it's it's such a big question. But if you have curiosity around what's available to happen in the records, I would implore you to seek answers for that because it's it's coming up for you for a reason. Absolutely. So I have one more question that is kind of hanging out there. It's a big one, but I think that, you know, I know you, you can break it down. Um, What is the difference between our higher self and our soul? Or like some people might say spirit and soul. So. At least for your understanding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our soul. Okay. So let's, let's use the ocean as a metaphor, right? There's the entire ocean. Our soul is like one drop of water, Uh right? Spirit and source is the entire ocean. Uh So so if that visually gives you a better understanding, our soul is right here. Our, Our drop of water, our soul will always find its way back to the ocean, back to spirit or source or whatever you want to call it. But each life each soul is trying to get back to that ocean, but we're just this little tiny droplet of water. So what is our higher self? I see our higher self. That term. Yeah. Yeah. I see our higher self kind of as like, Oh, words do such an injustice to, to such giant concepts. Our higher self I feel is an interchangeable word between like our higher self source intuition. I feel like there's a lot of similarity between all of these different words. It's just like, which one resonates the most with you and our higher self is always guiding us. It's always pushing us in the right direction. It's sending the angels to do, you know, to push you in the right direction or send you these messages. It's, it's signing these contracts before we come into physical form in this lifetime, because it knows the best process of evolution to get our soul back to that oneness yeah so beautiful that is a really big question (laughs) yeah and one of the ways that I sort of talk about it is like I love the ocean the other way I sort of talk about it is like you know how little kids draw the sun how it's like you have the circle and then you have all the rays like coming off of it yeah I kind of always have heard like this is I didn't come up with this, but it makes sense to me that like source, right, is kind of that center circle. 
and mm -hmm. that as the rays come off like the first rays that would come off are kind of like that I am presence over soul higher self whatever that is and then they start splitting off right and so then yeah we sort of get down to the drop of water the you know however you would say it so yeah. um, I always just I've had a few questions and the answers that have come through for me and that's why I say it's a little more like project manager like because I think the soul like definitely is a little more connected to our humanness mm -hmm. you know like I feel mm -hmm. like it's a little more emotion there's a little more like the imprints themselves or wounds however we want to describe it you know is a little more present in the soul like aspect but they're all aspects of us, right? And that's why we're trying to get back to oneness because we already right, it. right, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well then I guess it's time for a little treat. I guess that we're gonna we're gonna do for everyone. Um, I talked to Michaela a little bit because I am having pain in my body, um, and I'm a splenic manifester in human design. It feels like it's around my spleen or my kidney, and I've done my own work around it. I have um, been really exploring it, not from a way that like, oh, this thing needs to be wrapped up in a little bow and resolved, but I'm in a lot of pain that has been growing. And I've been doing some expansive work around my business, around, um, I think my ability to receive, my ability to connect to the sacred feminine, as well as... Um, I think my business is getting ready to grow. So, you know, that's requiring more of me to grow and expand. And it feels like there's maybe a little spot where I'm a little stuck. And usually this is a great time when I find Michaela and we had this already scheduled before this was happening. So we talked about possibly going into the records and sort of recording a session or describing what's happening so people can get a little better idea of one what it's like to work with Michaela two what it's like to have an Akashic record session done and this will be abbreviated I think um and three just what's possible um as far as you know like Michaela said we can go into the records for something very specific like this we can go in to do a business review and to create our business and the seventh dimension. Um, and there's lots of different things that can be explored. So this is just one way that you can work with it. The records are already open. I opened them prior to coming on to this podcast. Also, they just open really easily between you and I now because we've done several sessions together. If you want to just explain like what it is that you're feeling and how it's affecting you right now, that sure. would be great. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of migrated around my ribs. It's like a sharp, more stabbing pain. Sometimes it has a burning sensation. And usually when that comes up, I always think about like anger or suppressed emotion. Um, I've done a little work in human design because my authority or my decision making is with my spleen, which is instinctual because that part of my body hurt. It, it sort of propelled me to look at it that way. And that's how, you know, many of us work with clients, you know, where is it showing up in your body, like in your life? Um, and so it is a little warm there. It does hurt. Um, it's definitely more present in my ribs. And um, the work that I had been doing, right, was to expand. So it kind of when I describe it, it almost feels like someone's grabbing me and holding me back, you know, or like that there's something attached there in that area um, to forward going up to my head and not like down towards my legs or like downward. Um, and I, and I tend when that comes up, it also feels like anger, you know, like, is it something that I know, but I haven't embodied or felt. And sometimes for me, that's, that's a really good time to like, get an Akashic record session or like to meet with you. Because I think sometimes what happens when you said you trigger people is you also trigger a response, you know, being different. Yeah. Yeah. So the primary thing that's coming through from master's teachers and loved ones right now is that it is very much related to the expansion of your business and the way that you are sharing messages with your audience, with your clients, with with groups in circles and stuff like that. Um, it, it's like they've they've asked you to stop um, 
delivering messages through other sources and just take full yeah. ownership of like, no, I know this, the fucking channel. I am the conduit right now. They don't want you using tools. Period. They don't want you using tools. They want you to come on and talk. If you say anything like, I need to share this channeled message, you're like, their their hand is yeah. going over their throat. They're like, cut that out. They're like, if you're holding up cards, they're like, no. If you can draw in the energy of like crystals. That's still very, right. very supportive for so you. So are they saying like, they don't want me to do like ch a channel or like collective reading for my live? They don't have a problem with you sharing the messages. They they have a problem with you saying like um, source is saying or using cards to reference things or using pendulums or muscle testing to be like, is this actually in the best benefit for this person I'm speaking to right now? And then doing a muscle test, they're like, cut that out. That's not necessary. They're like, you okay. are a pure divine channel for all of these things. Therefore, um, whenever you are referencing things or verbalizing things in that way, they're like, mm-mm. Nope. We brought you here for this. You don't need any of that. You just be. You just be and you just speak and the messages come through and that's it. Everything else is, again, they're showing. They're like, we asked you nicely. <laughs> well, they just want me to turn it up a lot more, just not ease into it. They're just Correct. like, do it now, do it all the way. Because I think I yeah. have been. Maybe I didn't understand the level that, that the request was being made at. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, for sure the immediacy of the response needed. Uh -huh. Yeah, they just keep showing that the direction that you're going in and the amount of, of people that are going to be hearing what you're you're saying, they're like, we need you to stop that immediately so that we can bring all of those people into your space. Is there is there a specific way that like, this is a great example, right? That we're like coming in because my side hurts, which is my side of receiving, right? The left side. Is there a way that like want what I'm doing in my business to show up that I know a lot of times it will be like, what is it that you want? You know, what do you desire? Mm -hmm. But this seems like they might have something more to share on that. It's actually, Oh, this is so fascinating. It's actually not related to you receiving at all. It's the feminine energy of the feline very much related to your cat. I knew as soon as you said it, he's actually struggling with something right now. And that's coming into your left side to bring attention to her. Um, it has nothing to do with you receiving or anything like that. She doing okay? Was going to message the vet this afternoon. Typically, she's not like, she's a small cat. And I uh -huh. was like, okay, what is she showing me? So it's mm -hmm. interesting that you're saying that. Yeah, she's asking for help more than anything. Okay. Help and attention. Well, she's getting attention. That's for, that's for <laughs> sure. But when she first arrived on the scene, she was underweight. And so she's been slowing down how often and how much she's asking for food. She's holding on to weight or not digesting it, which is interesting because that's typically the issues I've been having. Mm -hmm. Do they have anything else to share about that? Well, I did just try to invite her soul to come into the pillar of light. If she wanted, if I was able to ask her questions and she's not, she doesn't want to come into the pillar of light. Um, so what you can do is call in uh, who's coming through strongest is Archangel Ariel. Okay. Um, just support her and give her that that comfort more than anything right now. I think the last time we talked about animals, Tucker, mm -hmm. my dog and her were involved. And yeah. she said it was fine for Tucker to speak for her. Yeah. So it's interesting, like kind of how it's happening. Yeah. For whatever reason, she she doesn't, she her free will is not available to it. Yes, yes. Sometimes when that happens, the process is very important to how we address it, right? Versus yeah. getting the easy answer. Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. anything else that's coming through right now? Th those are the two main causes for that. It did dissipate. It was getting louder today for you to bring up mm -hmm. during this podcast. Yeah. Um, it is dissipating. Also, you can support the pain and going away um, with your right ring finger and just kind of like massaging in that area. Okay. So, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. 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 Is there anything else that they have to share about? Um, we might as well while we're here, right? Um, mm -hmm. about about the retreat or about um anything like moving forward with business? 
Um, as far as the retreat, they're wanting people to understand people that are interested in actually learning how to read the Akashic records. They're wanting people to understand that it is more than just like human to human understanding in the records that you can open up the records for um, landmarks for national parks, for houses that you might consider buying or houses that you've gone into that maybe you feel a, a very strong energy in. You can open up the records for animals that give you permission. You can um, you can open up the records while you're being creative. So you could open the records and if you're an artist and you're painting, you could, you could paint while you're in the records. That's really incredible. You can also read really profound texts while you're in the records, um, one that I have yet to do, but I would really love to do at some point is read about the pyramids in Egypt while I have the records open, because what we, what, what mankind knows or shares about the pyramids is absolutely so far away from what actually happened. I would love to read books about the pyramids with the records open. Mm -hmm. So they just asked me to share that, um, to know that it's more than just, being able to find healing and questions and understanding around this lifetime, but you could open up the records for, for anything that has permission to open them up for. That's so cool. That made me really excited. I'm just excited to like get to learn more and really understand more like specifically and directly. Um, yeah. So this is a question that I've always wanted to ask. Um, is there anything they have to share about our connection and other lives? <laughs> um, they want to know what questions you have, like what it is that you want to know. Yeah. I think it's more like, um, like obviously there's a connection right now, right. That we're making in this life. And so maybe um, is there a reason or is there maybe another past life that we've had together that informed this one? or prepared us for this one or resulted in us working together in this one? Yeah. So what they're showing, um, oh, it's actually like really, really beautiful. They're showing multiple lifetimes where you and I have showed up in the grandmother, grandchild um, relationship. Oh. And it's like those grandmas who that grandchild is their favorite right and that that grandchild is like just obsessed with her grandma and there's just so much nurturing and so much care and so much support that's what they're showing me immediately oh. um any oh that's that's really fascinating to know for both of us any any uh healing that you and I have needed to do has been done before so there's like they're not showing anything that's going to come up in this lifetime as far as like you know, causing the end of our friendship or causing us to not yeah. work with each other or causing us to have like problems and resentment towards each other. That's not a part of this yeah. story. Um, we healed that one. Wow. We healed that one 14 lifetimes ago. Wow. Yeah. So we've that. been solid for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and we've, take, we've taken turns and, and the ones that they're showing right now, we've taken turns. You've been the grandmother and I've been the grandmother. And they're oh. always just like really supportive and just like, I don't know. I just see this image of the little girl sitting on her grandma's lap, just like brushing her hair while the grandma's like talking to her about her life and how amazing of a child she is and stuff. Oh, I love that. I love oh, that. Really and cool. because I had a really great grandma connection in this life. So, so that that's really cool. The other question I have about us is what is if they can share? What is the first yeah. incarnation that that we spent together? Oh, Jesus. They took it way, way, way back. Actually, the first time our souls ever met, you were in a physical body and I was one of your angels. Oh, I love that even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was one of your angels that stayed with you that whole lifetime, too. Oh, what was I doing? Like, or what? Do they give you like a time that it was? The first, I mean, this wasn't on earth. That's okay. So a timeline is going to be really hard to find okay. because it's not like serious. It's planet, right? So I can't be like back in the homeo sapien times or something. Right. Um, they're saying that the closest thing that we could associate to the planet that we met on would be, yeah. but that's the closest known as association that we have 
to okay. what it is. So it was definitely a planet of like very high vibration, also okay. a lot of water. In a reading that I had, maybe one of my very first ones, I was told that my first incarnation ever was water, as water. Really? Yeah. yeah. So do they have one that is on this planet that's really early, like our earliest incarnation on Earth together? Um. Well, they said we don't want to know our earliest. <laughs> that one must not have been too enjoyable for this situation. They said one of one of our favorites was we're definitely in a tropical rainforest. They they start to build these images and they start to build these pictures. And so we're definitely like in a tropical rainforest. I'm hearing 512 years ago. We're definitely not wearing a lot of clothes. Um, so it was before That's clothes were like a but thing. <laughs> I don't want to wear clothes in this life anyways, and I'm in a tropical rainforest. <laughs> right. <laughs> Explain so Why much. Why do I always forget that? I've never known you living in Denver, but I still like forget that you're in Costa Rica and I associate you to Denver. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> that's the crazy thing, y'all. If we didn't say this already before, Michaela lives in Colorado and I lived in Colorado until a year ago, but we didn't meet in person ever. We met through TikTok and the first yeah. time we will meet in person will be when we host this retreat together. Hello. Woo. <laughs> yeah just figure it's kind of fun since since you're yeah. here and we're hanging out like if yeah we we've never time, actually asked we've questions. never asked about <laughs> about our connection but I also yeah. feel like we've been animals together before like that that's... yeah those lifetimes however don't show in the records mm-hmm. that's an interesting yeah. thing is just it is like, very interesting because you can read for the animals, but you can't find your past lives as animals. You can find confirmation that like, yeah, I've been a tree before. I know that, but I can't find out information about that lifetime as a tree. Yeah, because I really feel strongly that there's been a few people in this life that we have really strong connections to horses, which I know you have. Um, and like there's this this energy like maybe a few of us have been horses together is what it feels like mm -hmm. um so that's always something that comes up and for whatever reason it's always people that are intuitive that are like redheads with me mm. that it comes <laughs> up with so I don't know I don't know what that means yeah but, um but yeah is there anything like now that we sort of gave a little peek into you know what's possible mm -hmm. and obviously that was like you know like a mini mini session um yeah is there something that comes to you that that would be good to share about the records or or any other details about what's possible or if if the record keepers want us to share anything else mm -hmm. um just like an understanding that if you are going to come into an akashic reading it is very helpful for you to come in with open-ended questions you do not have to share these questions with me ahead of time i kind of prefer it that way um but to come in with questions that are open-ended means like asking the how what and why questions yes or no questions can be really difficult because we're talking about lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. Like these are not black and white answers. The records will build a story around what's occurring. Um, Amy and I's little mini session here was very, it, it didn't go into like extreme depth and pull out a lot of emotional experiences right now. That happens a lot. Okay. Um, Many, 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 many times in session, we have to pause so that somebody can catch their breath because they're crying. And that's fantastic. That is such a release. I get so excited when people start crying because I know walls are down. And when walls are down, we can really make serious changes and transformation and healing. Um, also, you are a very active participant in the Akashic Records. You don't just come into a session and be like, all right, what do they want to tell me? That's not how it works. That's very irresponsible practice in the records. And you can get shut out of the records. There are the Lords of the Records who monitor the integrity of this space. And if you go in all willy-nilly without integrity, you won't be able to access. 
Um, so you are a very active participant. And a lot of times your body is giving me a lot of answers. Your body is uh, reacting or your heart rate's going up or you're feeling the pain in your ribs or your right eye starts twitching or, you know, you suddenly start to feel a little bit of a, a tingle in your right shoulder. Like all of these things are messages. They're all communication. And it's really fun to watch people have that moment of realization that their body is talking to them. That would be an example of clairtangency and realizing like you're getting a lot of the answers that that I'm getting I just have more practice in understanding how to hear what these messages are all are actually sharing with you um that's always so fun whenever I'm actually teaching workshops watching people go from like oh my gosh I've been hearing that my entire life I had no idea that it was like one of my angels or that when the ringing is in my right ear it's a masculine energy and somebody might be asking for help or like pinging me, right. Trying to get my attention. And I had no idea. It's, it's really, really fun to watch people find that understanding and how intuitive and connected they actually are. That's so beautiful. And yeah. And, and that's why I love, there's several of us, I think that we're developing and what, what we will offer, you know, or the things that we're offering. And um, I think, a lot of us are going to start working hand in hand to like help people identify their intuitive gifts, you know, and maybe that start is happening, you know, with me and then giving people an opportunity to train and learn about how to access the records. And, you know, another friend of ours who has been in episode Veronica is someone that's, you know, really great with like leaning into like creation of businesses or passion projects. And so it's just so cool to see how, these different connections um, just kind of feed one into another. And that's why I also say it's great to work with multiple practitioners too, yeah. you know, because there's different specialties or different ways people do things. And so oftentimes, you know, I will refer people to you or I'll say like, it feels like what you need to clear is really dense or maybe it's um, multifaceted. So maybe it would be great for you to do a session with Michaela and then, let's come back and talk about what you're experiencing because I don't clear as much past life or bigger themes. And so sometimes I'll have someone do a call with me and I'll be like, it feels like a lot needs to clear before, you know, we're ready to step into those goals. Maybe. Yeah. Um, also the thing that I just think it's important to cover, cause I know you can Google the opening prayer for the Akashic records you can Google a lot of things to find out how to access them. How do you feel about that? Like just as someone that's been called to like train people, but what are some, what's some guidance that you would give around that if someone was thinking about trying to do it on their own? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Um <laughs> There, there's a lot of people that are accessing the records without even knowing that they're accessing the records, right? Until the first time they actually go into an Akashic, Akashic session and they're like, oh my gosh, this place is really familiar. That was my experience. The first time I ever did an Akashic session, I was like, whoa, I know this space really, really well. If you have that kind of experience, you have been reading the records for many lifetimes, Right. And in this lifetime, you just need a remembering. You need to remember how to get in. You need to remember what it feels like. You need to remember how to um, speak to masters, teachers and loved ones and what kind of questions to ask. And that's incredible. That was my experience. Um, you can access it through meditation. You can access it through Reiki. You can access it through a dream state. And that's that's all incredible. At the same time, you can access it intentionally and purposely and get there every single time with the pathway prayer. Meditation, you can't get there every single time, right? You have to be in a certain space and a certain time, a certain intention, mm -hmm. a certain integrity in order to access. But with the pathway prayer and knowing like the guidelines and the ground rules, there are rules to accessing the records. Otherwise, like I said, the Lords of the records will not let you in. You won't get any answers. So if you know all of those things, by all means, go in, find those answers, get those questions, like find that healing. It is such a beautiful space to go to. At the same time, if you don't know what you're doing, 
um, there are there are entities on this dimension who can attack things like that. They can show up in a way that you might not know the difference between this entity versus what the records actually feel like. So if you're being all willy nilly and you're, you're uncertain of what you're actually doing and you might be out of integrity or doing it for fun, mm -hmm. you could be in a space that, that you're not actually meant to be in and it's going to be very harmful to you. I've had that experience with a client recently and they kept saying, do not do this. Like she was opening the records and just leaving them open. She mm -hmm. never closed the records. And that, and she was opening it without a pathway prayer. She was opening it like through her mind's eye and she was actually being led by something that was not of light. And it led her to some really tricky situations in her lifetime right now. And that's not to scare anybody off. That's to yeah. say like Linda Howe has an incredible book. It's called How to Read the Records. She is amazing. And she will talk about the ground rules, the guidelines, all of that stuff. And, and it's, it's very in depth. It's really wonderful. And if anybody just wants to like read a book and understand more about this, that's the book to read for sure. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's well, my I thoughts think, on it. Yeah. And I think if you Google it, it's, it's her stuff that mostly her content that mostly comes. Oh up. yeah. She's very well like known. If, like if you're finding the opening prayer for the records, it's most likely yeah. from her content. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about, I think when I work and when I do channel, you know, like it, it is, I am accessing the record sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. especially in client work, not like I see your past lives or anything like that. But I think sometimes some of the message that does come through, you know, is related to information from the records or it's being retrieved sure. in some way. Um, so Absolutely. I totally agree with that as well. And and it's not something that I was aware of until I was like, there's no way that I would know some of these things. Right. You just know, right. you, you know. Right. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of people in a certain wave that I'm meeting people on TikTok and in the spiritual space um, that are people that are awakening right now. And I think that there's a pretty strong, not awakening now, but maybe reaching a certain point in their awakening and ascension where we're be really being called to support more people. So there yeah. is an expansion and there's sort of like, there's this connection with red-tailed hawks, with the phoenix, with peacocks, with like birds in general. But um, mm -hmm. it seems like I'm starting to meet a lot of people in that sphere. So it's, and a lot of them describe, you know, claircognizance, clairsentience, you yeah. know, leading with that and so I I'm sort of curious that a lot of us maybe are being I don't know if it would be being given or accessing I guess you know the records without being an Akashic record reader per mm -hmm. se you know yeah um so anyways um thank you so much for all of this and thank you also for helping me with what's going on for me like literally almost all the pain for my side is gone this is something that's been going on for almost a week. So if that gives you the level of like what the pain felt like, and then like now I feel it and I can feel the spot like on my ribs, but it's almost like everything, you know, a lot of it is gone. So this is what healing can look like. Yes, sometimes we need to go to the doctor. Sometimes we, you know, can resolve it. And those are some of the questions that Michaela was asking me before we hopped on. And, you know, that's where when when it's really painful for me, sometimes I have to use muscle testing because it's almost like I can't hear my own answer. And so mm -hmm. that's the way that I worked with it. It's like, first and foremost, it's like, do I need medical attention? No. You know, and everything came back really concretely. Um, I've done yeah. healing sessions this week and gotten relief, but I was like, I think I need to understand the story and a little more of the information around it. So yeah. I just thought that it was really important um, to be open to that and whatever came through so people could understand more. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for just being an awesome human being that <laughs> sharing so much light and supporting yeah. so many people on their healing journey. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful for you having me here. You know, I love the records 
I love the records. I use many modalities of healing, but the records are my favorite because it's just so beautiful. And it's so here's the answers. Here's what happened. Here's what you need to do. I love it. I could talk about it forever. So thank you for giving me an hour to talk about it. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, um, is there other than the retreat that we're calling Envision and Emerge in Creston, Colorado, September 7th to the 11th, is there anything else that you want people to hear about or know about? Yeah, I got lots of fun things coming up. Um, I always have my one-on-one sessions going. In Colorado Springs, I do some in-person circles. They're always a journey to something. The one coming up next is July 5th. It's a journey to meet your angels so that you can meet and get the name of your closest angels and understand how they're communicating to you and what their purpose is and how you can see them. So I'm really excited for that one. But that one is an in-person event. Also, I actually have started working with Veronica, who you mentioned earlier, as a business coach uh, to help me mend my free bird lifestyle with my business. And I'm going to start traveling around the country, uh, mostly around the west side of the country and doing teaching Akashic workshops as well as in-person sessions in different locations like in Sedona, Arizona, maybe around Kansas City, Missouri, maybe some up in Wyoming and Montana and over more to the Pacific Northwest. So that is coming. I'm really excited for that. But um, the majority of the sessions I do are online. They're through Zoom. So yeah, those are some really cool things coming up. Awesome. Well, no matter when you're listening to this, soulchargehealing.com is your website. Yep. I'm so grateful to have you here and thank you again so much. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I love this. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Everyday Illumination Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and where you get your podcasts. You can also locate it on my website at amylighter.com. And you can follow me as the Illuminated Psychologist on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thank you so much for being here.